everybody. It's not summertime yet. In fact, some days it still doesn't, still doesn't feel like spring. It still doesn't feel like spring on some days. Although when you're in the sun now, it's warm. But we get the, a lot of wind and chilliness. But we're getting there. Looks like 70 degrees on the weekend. I don't know if it'll be separate from rain, but... April showers, as you know. April showers, May flowers. Welcome to the show. It is the 20th of April. It's 420. And it's an abbreviated, a little bit of an abbreviated show here tonight. Again, because uh, preparing some stuff musically with the band. Man, that was tiring last night. One hell of a show. One, one, what, one hell of a, a show. First show back since... 2019 and since since uh, my my run-in with the flu last week a 90-minute set Ugh, what the hell were they thinking should have been a nice little 30-minute something everybody toast a little toast to each other a little little uh, little brandy and that's the end of the night 90 minutes so I was unconscious for the last 30 minutes of that because I still haven't even had a full return to form workout yet. <laughs> Playing Muse and uh, Tool and all that stuff. But it, it, it good stuff. Good, really, really great stuff. It's a good lineup. Um, just hell. But tonight, tonight we have a great guest coming on. Although it's going to be a short time with this guest. But I'm, I, I didn't want to cancel or push this off at all. Because I just think that it'll be nice. To set the set the tone for future broadcasts, when maybe Adam Krigler can come on and and we can do an entire second half of the show. I know that he's doing his broadcast right now on his channels. He goes live from about six thirty to eight, and we're live from seven to nine. So in an ideal world, we would I would have him on around eight fifteen or so, and we just take up the second half. So hopefully we can get about a half hour in with each other. And uh, as a little bit of a an icebreaker with many of you who don't know who he is. And uh, he's on a similar path as I. Taking different uh, different routes. and But uh, I've got a little bit of skateboarding in my background. Nothing, nothing too crazy. I don't have any modeling in my background. Adam does. And, uh, but other than that, we're both show hosts and are going on this journey of an ever-shifting landscape in new media. So I just wanted to talk about this, that, and the other thing and relax a little bit. So we'll see when he's able to join us. Hopefully we can get at least a half hour in tonight, but I got plenty to, to take up time in the meantime. Plenty to take up. I want to thank you all again. And tomorrow is a pretty big night. We've got Kathy O'Brien coming, coming on the show. Rob will be in studio. And then on Friday night, Akira the Don will be on with us. I will be getting off the air, off the show, cutting the stream for the 7 o'clock show around 8.30 p.m. on Friday night. Because immediately after that, I am going to be starting up a separate stream exclusively on QuiteFrankly.tv and perhaps DLive. 
to do our first book club session one. It's a you know it's a smaller, a little bit more. Those those of you who are are reading Windswept House by Malachi Martin alongside of us. That's where we're going to be on QuiteFrankly.tv and the D Live, and I know that that's not going to be for everybody. So I want to make those separate streams, and there you go. With that being said, I also want to let you know if you are reading along this book, and there's always time to catch up. We only did the first hundred pages. Um, if you are following along, I did open up this thread today, so we can start getting people writing not only into the for the to be read on the stream but also to take part in interacting with other people who are reading in the audience, which is what a book club is all about. You're talking to people about the same material that you're reading. So book club thread, Windswept House, session number one. That's prologue from, uh, the, from the prologue to chapter nine. And I, I put a couple of questions there that will probably be recycled over time because they're, they're pretty general, but they're good discussion starters. And there you have it right there. Favorite parts, least favorite parts, which scene stuck with you the most, the writing styles, did you reread any passages, you know, things like that. Lingering questions about the plot, where is it going? So it's going to be a fun time, and this is where you can all start jumping into the fray and contributing to the book club sessions. There you go. Stress-free, that'll be Friday night. So pretty much two separate shows will be live on Friday night. I'll be doing a little bit of overtime that evening. All right. All right. I think that's it. First thing up here in the grab bag is an article from The Sun. I saw this starting getting passed around now. I saw it first on Twitter, and now I said, oh, let me, let me click on this, see what's going on. Apparently, Donald Trump was roped in into a, uh, an interview with Piers Morgan. I don't know why, why he would take anything with, with the fat, lumpy fools like Piers Morgan. But he went in there, and now, of course, the big story is that Donald Trump stormed off. Look, grumpy, trumpy, dramatic moment. Donald Trump storms off explosive. Piers Morgan interview raging. You're a disloyal fool. There's a 30-second teaser over here. Let's see. Let me mute that. Let's put this up and hear what it is. It does. Okay, Piers, I'm ready. A former president in denial. I'll be completely straight with you. I think I'm a very honest man. Much I don't know. They're burying the vocals. He says, Trump says, I think I'm a very honest man. More honest than you, actually. More honest than you, uh, actually. Really? Yeah. Really? I didn't know. Wait, wait. You really think that you're more honest than me? Really? Whistle. He speaks in a whistle registry, this, this lumpy bastard. The, the, the new Louis Prothero. was a free and fair. You lost. Only a fool would think You think I'm a fool? I do now, yeah. With respect. Excuse me. Okay. With respect. The you haven't produced the hard evidence. Excuse me. With respect, you haven't produced the hard evidence. You lost. You lost. Well, there's machine analytics. The, the damning machine analytics from Antrim, Michigan. No, no, that's not evidence. Well, there's the closed caption television footage of Ruby Freeman and her entire fucking family. Stuffing ballots in Georgia. No, that's not evidence. Poppy, poppycock. There's tens of thousands of signed affidavits of, of physical meddling going on and, and, and countless election day violations. No, no that's not evidence. No, 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 no judges ever. No, no judges. 
Well, there's Article 2 of the Constitution. Oh, that's time. You know how old the Constitution is? Come on. I don't know why he would take this. I don't know why they, he would take this. I don't know why anybody would say, You have to sit down with Pierce Morgan. You have to sit down with Pierce Morgan. Once again, once again, I said the best thing that he could do during his four years was nominate the most strict originalist judges you can find and be a kingmaker for new media. Don't go out there and form new networks. Don't go out there and promote new networks. Promote individual people. Get down and sit down in podcast sessions with individuals. Split up their attack. You know, when you... you you know, you go to one. Why are you going to go to Pierce Morgan, this washed-up, lumpy, the, 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 it's grade C Lewis Prothero? God, God, ha- stupid, stupid planning, stupid, stupid planning, bad strategy. But we've seen a lot of that. All right. Well, here's Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson says that men should try testicle tanning. Tucker Carlson says men should try testicle tanning to boost testosterone levels. But the science behind red light therapy is flawed, says Insider.com. Thank God we have Insider.com out there. Testicle tanning. You want to see what this is all about? Okay, let's go. Uh, Fox News pundit Tucker Carlson went viral on Sunday after interviewing a personal trainer who claims red light therapy can raise testosterone levels in men despite little evidence having backed this statement. Well, there's there's let's be honest, there's little evidence for anything anything that has been forced down has been forced down and made n- mandatory over the last few years. Mandatory the last few. Just think of the masking alone. I love watching all of the idiots who expose themselves on the internet talking about the uh, their disdain for the mask mandates being pulled away um, by by this Florida judge? I'm going to be following the science, and I'm going to blah, 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 I'm going to wear a mask. Good, wear a mask. You can wear whatever the hell you want. Go wear a mask. Didn't you follow the science that has been thrown out there by Leanna Wen? Didn't anybody listen to Leanna Wen with her eyes? With her eyes so far apart, they're on either side of her head like a cicada. Didn't anybody listen to her about the the miracle, the miracle known as one-way masking? So yeah, despite despite little evidence. So please, ladies and gentlemen, don't don't expose your your ball sack to the sun. I don't have anywhere to do that anyway. So honestly, I can't even do this. What I'm going to do, I'm going to cr- crawl onto the top of my, uh, my my garage roof where nobody can see me. So, sunning my ball sack. <laughs> that'll, be, that'll be something. Uh, Andrew McGovern, a certified personal trainer at Lifetime Fitness in Columbus, Ohio. Let me tell you something about certified personal training. Okay? Certified doesn't always mean qualified. All right? I uh, I know all about the certify the, the the personal training certification process, and who the hell knows? 
I'm not going to take anything away from Andrew McGovern here, but he may, but if he's not talking about jump squats and he's talking about infrared therapy for your ball sack, what's that? I have never talked to spoken to any of especially my male clients because you know females can have testicles these days too. I have never spoken to any of my my clients about sunning their balls before. Nor have I spoken to them about perineum tanning. Andrew McGovern appeared on Carlson's show on Sunday to claim exposure to red light therapy can raise testosterone levels in men. I was recently exposed to a term called bromeo, bromeopathy. And I think that there's a lot of people out there that don't trust the mainstream information, McGovern said. Earlier in the show, Carlson promoted a trailer for his new documentary, End of Men, which covers what he describes as a total collapse of testosterone levels in men. Oh, it's not about what he describes. It's true. It's true, and it's been covered by uh, outlets that are both left-leaning and so-called right-leaning. Now, everybody comes to their different conclusions as to why that's happening. Nobody will ever touch. Nobody will ever touch the pharmaceutical impact, the, um, the toxicity of the atmosphere, what, the way that we drink, the way that we eat, the way that we've completely gotten away from physical exercise, and, of course, the, 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 the mental and emotional berating that goes on in media when it comes to men, when it comes to boys, education. So there's a lot going on here. But as far as the ball sack thing, I don't know. Have you ever tanned your ball sack? Have you noticed any kind of an increase in your performance? I want to know about it. Please, get in touch with me. Um, China, I saw this on VidMax. I don't know if it's a if it's real or not, because it's all in Chinese. But in China, supposedly, all right, Supposedly, allegedly, China introduces a new glory hole COVID tester. Okay, here is a here's footage of a girl getting tested by a machine, but uh, it looks uh, looks looks weird. And you can say, Frank, this is pure parody, and perhaps it is. But we know the anal swabbing is not parody. We know that this stuff um, that far weirder than this has happened. Take a look at this. Here we go. 首先我们准备好我们的二维码，然后在这里扫一下。So she scans herself in. She sits in front of this hole. Then she puts a, I, I guess a, a replaceable, a disposable plastic piece over the hole, and then, uh, and then just anything, any can, anything can slide. Lemmy winks could be sliding through on the other hand, other end. You just don't know. This has got to be fake. She's she's pressing the start button. <laughs> and then it's swabbing her larynx. There you go. Now, I guess that if it's parody, it's perfect. But uh, speaking of glory holes, I have footage here, 40 seconds of footage here from I don't know where the hell this is of Justin Trudeau. This is uh, now I, I, this is him talk, talking about having some kind of a learning disability, which is not too surprising. I want to listen to it with you, and then I want to put out a call to action. I need to find the rest of this speech. I don't know how many years ago this was, but listen to Justin Trudeau talk a little bit about his uh, his intellectual shortcomings here. I have a little confession to make. 
I have a slight learning disability. You can say that again. I am dysnumeric. He says he's dysnumeric. So they better add another stripe to the gay flag. What that means is I have an inability to handle small numbers and little calculations, those easy things that people do so well. 13 plus 14. Okay, listen, I'll, I'll tell you. If you throw 13 plus 14 at me real quick at a diner or if I have to calculate tip, sometimes I, I, I blank on things that you would think they're just secondhand. You know, um, I, I didn't know that that was a condition called dysnumeria. Uh, under pressure, it's even worse. So, I mean, if I pick up numbers and try to do it, two plus three minus one. Okay, you can't hear him because he's he's going into his uh, his hypno his low hypnotic voice. He's trying to catch the entire audience. Um, he's trying to diagnose the entire audience of having dysnumeria, whatever the hell it's called. So he's doing this. Now he's going two plus three plus one. Here we go. Two plus three. Two plus three. Minus one. Times two. Minus four. Plus two. How many people followed that? How many people followed that? I mean, I didn't even follow it. Can I write it down real quick? I'll figure it out very quickly. So he rattles off like five numbers in a row, plus times, uh, you know, subtraction. I want to know where this is from. That's all I want to know. Okay? The, maybe he does have a problem with numbers. But there must be so much gold in this, in this appearance, wherever the hell it was years ago. If you know what this is, please send it to me because I want to have this chopped up. I want to have this chopped up, and I and I want to I want to look through what else is in there because there must be gold buried in this appearance. And you know who else really hopes that you have uh, that you're dysnumeric? You know who else really really hopes that you are learning impaired like Justin Trudeau, Joe Biden, because only then will you be able to buy the bullshit that is being slung by the people who control him. Things like this. This is a very real thread from today, ladies and gentlemen. Maybe everybody at the White House was high when they put it out there. But then again, like I said, it's all about the audience that they know that they have captured. This morning at 8.15 a.m., the account that is associated with the man formerly known as Joe Biden is says this, I know that families are still struggling with higher prices. I grew up in a family where if the price of gas went up, we felt it. So there you go. He's, he's poor. He's poor again. Poor guy. Let's be absolutely clear. That's when you know that he and all his friends are about to lie out of their ass. Let's be absolutely clear about why prices are high right now. COVID and Vladimir Putin. I shit you not that this is real. This is not a parody account. I shit you not, it's real. This is what they're doing. They continue, Putin's invasion of Ukraine has driven up gas prices and food prices all over the world. We, we, it, Putin could, could pee, could go around and pee in every gas tank in the United States. He could personally urinate in every gas tank at every gas station in the, across the United States and destroy the quality of the gasoline, how us get thrown out and replaced. He can do that. And still, it would not matter if we were still energy independent. 
would not matter. We would be one of the chief exporters. We can undercut the Middle East. But then again, we can't do that because most of our debt is tied to that oil. And uh, you can't destroy them because then we go down too. He continues to say, we saw that in the most recent inflation data last month, about 70% of the increase in inflation was a consequence of Putin's price hike because of the impact on gas and other energy prices. Shut up. Once again, shut up. We can and we, we can be independent right now. We were independent. You stop that. Now we're vulnerable. All by design. Shut up. And stop printing money. This is all while we're getting reports coming out of Washington, D.C., that these crooks, these, these anti-human crooks, are again looking for a way to, 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 to rake, rake together $800 million to send it out to Ukraine. He continues, I'm doing everything I can to bring down prices and address the Putin price hike. The messaging, the branding is insane. The Putin price hike, the PP, the PPH, they'll call it. It's the PPH action bill. That's what they'll be calling this thing. You can't do anything to bring down prices, my friend. You can only do things to ruin it. That's why I love when people say, oh, you know, the so-and-so is a great manager. When, when somebody's a manager, it's like, a, it's like being in baseball and being a manager of a good team in baseball. If you got a good team in baseball, let me tell you something. There's probably about 13 games a, a season in a 162-game season that the decision-making of a manager will actually determine, uh, will, will actually bring a, uh, a team a victory. But there are so many more ways that a manager can ruin a game by overthinking and not letting people play out. It also has to do with the team that you have, with the resources you have. In our case, the United States, the people of the United States, the business owners, those with those skilled laborers, everything else, across all industries, we are the players on the roster. The management that we have, they do nothing but set us up to lose. They put us in positions that we have no right being in. They, they make terrible batting orders. They're terrible. They have completely destroyed our bullpen. Destroyed it. I'm doing everything I can to bring down prices. Shut up, you demented old fool, and whoever's typing for you. That's why I authorize the release of one million barrels a day as we work with U.S. oil producers to ramp up production. This was your the first thing that came out of the White House for 420. So, if you're dysnumeric, that makes perfect sense. Perfect, perfect sense. Justin Trudeau's why, like, yeah, great, wonderful. All right, we'll be right back. I hope you're sticking with us. We have a little bit more. I don't know when Adam Adam is going to be on with us, but it might be a little bit past 7:30. We have plenty to keep ourselves going, so uh, stick around. Use this time to share the show far and wide to everybody, whether you're listening live or on demand, and become a sponsor so that these nights will never, ever end. All right. BRB. Don't go anywhere. Really have a right to be treated respectfully. We are, well, unfortunately, well, running out of time. But, Peter, I just want to get one final thought from you. Are there words that are used to describe men that offend you? Uh, not particularly. And, and if, if there was some I don't like, I certainly wouldn't want them banned. But it, go, you know, it always goes back to that old adage, sticks and stones may break my bones, 
but there will always be something to offend a feminist. Peter Lloyd. Well, no, that's just obnoxious. Peter Lloyd, you okay. have to smoke. Wait, 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 stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? Let's rock! Pantera, Mouth for War. Yes, Mouth for War. And uh, I welcome you to the show. It's a Wednesday evening. It is the 20th of April, and we have so good, so good, a fun time, fun time tonight. How you feeling? How you feeling? Did you have a good day at work? Are you at work right now? I'm at work right now. And the rest of the day, of course, is going to be a uh, a nice one. So, here we are together. What's the first thing that we are going to do, ladies and gentlemen? A little bit of an update on the media end of things. We talk about the freedom of the press, the importance of the press. Well, this has been a nice week to, once again, highlight how bullshit the media is how really any kind of any semblance of of a belief that there is any real um art artistic or otherwise integrity in the the journalism field is all gone people say oh the media is collapsing the media has collapsed it's gone now what's left behind is not it's not going away it's almost like when you get this nub this nub at the end where you can't, no matter what, you can't just, you can't get it down. It's like a, the trunk where you have to actually rip the whole thing out because there's no way to, to cut it down any further. You can see it's still there. And that's what's left over when you see these, these fat, roly-poly, androgynous donut men like uh, Brian Stelter 
and the Taylor Lorenz chick that we were talking about yesterday. These are not these are not serious people. They're not professionals. They have no real skills. They're worthless, but they're you know they're they're willing to do things that people with integrity are are not. And that's all that's left. I've I've said it many times. Low tide at the pier. It stinks like shit. But there is an eternal line of money that continues to flow into these institutions because it's just due diligence at this point. They work with the government, they work with the intelligence agencies, whatever flows on in comes out there, then all of their their, their armies of underlings and celebrities and all that stuff take what is being regurgitated by the puppets in suits and pants suits on CNN and elsewhere, and they just start disseminating down lower and lower and lower until you have you know, these 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 dancing clown freaks on uh, at the Grammys and others. Th- that's where people really get their information, and um, they just they just see what their favorite, whatever the hell they are's, are doing and saying, and they just they want to copy them. That's really what the media is. There's nothing else going on there, so it's um it it, it kind of sounds like it's a perpetual. Like nothing changes. Oh well, we've been saying that the media is collapsing and they've lost. They're losing their integrity and they're down. It's gone. But it, the reason why it feels like it's taken forever is because it's just what what's left over is this nub. And the only real people who do good work are people like Julian Assange. Julian Assange. That's what happens to people who do real work that threatens the status quo. That's what's going on. Um, we've covered a lot of other people who have who have uh, lost their lives in the pursuit of, of real, you know, real journalistic pursuits, I should say. Julian Assange closer to a U.S. transfer after London court issues extradition order. WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange has come to a major step closer to being transferred into the U.S. custody on Wednesday. A London court issued a formal extradition order during a hearing. All that awaits is higher government approval of the legal ruling. A remaining limited appeals process notwithstanding. The order, which brings an end uh, to the years-long extradition battle closer, comes to the U.K. Supreme Court last month, refused Assange permission to appeal against lower court's ruling that he could be extradited. The Associated Press reports. District uh, District Judge Paul Goldspring issued the order in a brief hearing at the Westminster Magistrates Court as Assange watched by video link from Belmarsh Prison and his supporters rallied outside the courthouse demanding he be freed. This means that all remains is for UK Home Se- uh, Secretary Priti Patel sounds like another Asian Uh, to rubber stamp the transfer, coming after uh, Assange has languished for years in London's Belmarsh Maximum Security Prison because he's very dangerous. Bite your face off, he will, if he barely has the strength to stand, that is. Where he was sent in April of 2019 following UK police dragging him from the Ecuadorian embassy. Crucially, Assange's legal team can still appeal the Wednesday extradition ruling, and pretty much when he comes to the U.S., Axios notes, the Axios powers... That Assange still has legal options available to him, but the approval is a blow to his uh, his decade-long fight to avoid that trial over U.S. charges of violating the Espionage Act and hacking government computers. He didn't do that. 
didn't hack government computers. He faces 175 years in prison if convicted in the United States. Even though the person who did go and provide him all the information has already been out of prison for as for for you know like double the amount. It's like a hundred percent of the time. When did uh, when did the other one get out? When did uh, Bradley Manning get out of out of prison? It was like after what five six years, out of prison. Paid for the the sex change operations or whatever the hell else. Ran for office. Had a couple of mental breakdowns. All that stuff. Has lived a whole other life as a completely different person. Meanwhile, Julian Assange is still languishing in jail and faces up to 175 years if he comes to this hellhole. My gosh. Dot every T. I mean, dot every I. Cross every T on your tax returns, ladies and gentlemen. As much as it sucks, pay everything and $25 extra. Really, live as good a life as you can and just stay away from the DOJ. Stay away. It is a demonic force for evil, just like everything else. Holy hell. Holy hell. This man, I, I don't know how he has maintained the will to live. I'm sure he's he's been tempted to give up a couple of times. But this man is, uh, this story continues to get worse. Continues. And then here's another thing that happened today um, with Netflix. This is a headline from Zero Hedge again. Uh, Shocked Wall Street reacts to Netflix implosion. For the second quarter in a row, Netflix stock has cratered after reporting earnings. Uh, let's see here. Netflix plunged 28%, losing $42 billion in value after the company announced that not only did its paying subs shrink for the first time since 2011, but the company forecast the loss of another 2 million subscribers in the current quarter. Coupled with the devastation from three months ago when Netflix plunged 21% after reporting similarly dire results and dismal guidance. Netflix is on the verge of losing more than $90 billion in market cap in its first season or session following the last two earnings reports, according to CNBC. Now, as far as everybody is, is going on and on about the, the economic side of this, and I really can, cannot tell you about the analysis there, but I know that Elon Musk put out a... Uh, a tweet about Netflix not too long ago about how it uh, it's losing so much market cap and he accredited all of that stuff to a woke mind virus. He says woke mind virus is making Netflix unwatchable, which per perhaps um, they have they have lost waves of people um, after one release or another, uh, especially after they've become more publicly in bed with the Obamas and everything else, they have definitely lost a lot of people because of things like that. But, um, it's, it's not, I don't believe it's, I don't believe that that is what's making 200,000 and now 2 million. There's something else happening here. And I found it, this is with, with Vox. And I think that this is really a lot more what's happening. And I uh, and why I bring this up is because I believe that it's a little bit more of a, a look into the reshaping of media. 
the complete reshaping and decentralization of media. Now, in this case, we're seeing a decentralization of, of Netflix as a hub for anything that would be considered you know, online streaming. It was the first mega giant out there. But now you have all of these other corporate entities that are putting together their own little, uh, their own little whatchamacallits, their own little streaming services. You know, even CNN is trying it. Now, that is failing on the face because people want to be entertained a little bit more than they want to actually go out and pay premium prices for terrible, terrible reporting. But here was, here's what they say on Netflix with, uh, with Vox. Um, I think we got, uh, we got Adam just about ready to go. Here's what they said with Vox. I want to just get this on the, on the record because I'd love to talk to him about it and other things as well. Netflix has spent the past decade leading the world in streaming. Now everyone is catching up. That's most obvious takeaway from Netflix's stunning admission on Tuesday afternoon. Instead of adding more than two million subscribers in the first quarter of the year, it is predicted three months uh, as it predicted three months ago. It ended up losing two hundred thousand. Even worse, next quarter Netflix expects to lose another two million subscribers. Netflix stock is now collapsing down twenty five percent. But here it is. Which brings us to today. Netflix spent years telling investors that the fact that Disney, Hulu, HBO, Paramount, Peacock, Apple, Amazon, and many more competitors were following in its footsteps and crucially taking stuff that used to run on Netflix and running it on their own services, that it was all fine. Now the company says it turns out that people are watching some of those other streaming services too. Of course. I believe, I'll tell you one thing. For, a, uh, for someone like me, I mean, uh, I know many, many, most people in this audience probably have Netflix. I know there's many of you out there who will say, no, I definitely don't, no way. And fine, that's cool. That's cool. But I'll tell you, it's it, when you don't watch television, when you don't watch television and all you really want to do uh, is to be able to pick and choose things that you want and you want to make sure that you have uh, some options outside of just stocking a, an entire wall worth of DVDs and things like that with things that you've personally curated, people go to one or a couple of streams, streaming services so they can have everything in one place. You have children and you find things that are trustworthy. It just becomes one of those things. I know that Lauren, every once in a while, likes looking for something new to watch. But, um, but for me, the entirety, 99% of my time on Netflix was being able to have access to The Office. I had to go and I bought all nine seasons of The Office so I can watch it whenever the hell I want now. And that's just what it is. That was all it was. I, I watched Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul on Netflix, but um, that's just it. People have gone to Peacock, and uh, when we had to go, when we watched 1883 in Yellowstone, uh, we had to go at least down, download that terrible Paramount Plus. Awful Paramount Plus. And this is what it is. Now, is this going to level out? I'd have to imagine. I mean, Netflix has been winning Oscars and shit like that. So I have to imagine, but it just goes to show what's happening to the media. And if this is what's happening to Netflix, can you imagine? Just just think about what it's like, what it really is like to work for a CNN or MSNBC. Nobody is watching you. <laughs> no, nobody. Nobody. All right. All right. Let's give, uh, let's give our, our guest tonight, Adam Krigler. AdamKrigler.com. A call and have ourselves a ball. <laughs> Thank you. 
and welcome to the show. First time ever. What's going on, Adam? Adam, you hear me? Over there, just give us a second. Give us a moment. And I actually got a secondary, uh, a secondary, well, you guys won't be able to see it, but he will. Secondary camera angle over here. So it's not like he's just talking to a blank screen. But I don't hear him right now. So let me give him another call. And uh, let's just see how this works. Hello, hello, Adam. Well, it says we're connected. Can you hear me now? Oh, now I can hear you. Now I can hear you. But I cannot see you. Whenever you get the uh, the 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 video streaming, we'll be able to get you on screen as well. But as long as we got you here, then it should. Can you hear me now? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Hold on. We're almost there. We've got half of the equation now. Hello, hello. Adam, do you hear me? Oh, there we go. You hear me now? I'm working on my... But you do hear me. Okay. I'm uh, I'm just fiddling with my settings. Confirmation that you hear me, though? <laughs> I don't think he hears me. Yeah, there's... Um... There we go. Okay, so you hear me now? I can hear you now, yeah. Perfect. Nice. What's up, dog? Dude, it's great to finally have you on. I'm, I'm, I'm so... Uh, we're all very grateful that you, you cut into your wonderful nightly show to any yeah. degree to hang out with us. Oh, of course. Yo, it's my pleasure. Honestly, I, I, I want to say thank you because you reached out to me like you were the first person to reach out to me after the whole Timcast thing uh, ended. And uh, I really do appreciate that. You, you, you were like, hey, you know, I'd love... For you to come on like we don't have to talk about anything uh i just want to help support you and i, I just really appreciate that so thank well, you i i didn't know i was the first but listen i'll tell you, you. Oh, I, I, dude it's been it's been nice seeing now all of a sudden i just saw that uh, you guys you, you were going solo and mm -hmm. uh and, and anyhow it's uh you definitely been doing well for yourself i'm so happy that you have gone out and established your own coffee line that's yeah. awesome right there Tell everybody yeah, about your coffee. I noticed this is uh, coffee talk, and I'm like, oh, shit. Indeed. Co coffee, coffee talk. I, I love coffee. Indeed it is. Now, I still don't have your I still don't have your, your video up, by the way. Uh, all right. So I'm, it, I, I got my camera, but my the aspect ratio is r really wonky. It sh you should see me, though. I, I mean, I have my camera on, hmm. and yeah. I've got, I see myself, but I'm, like, very squished. Well, it hasn't gotten here yet. Uh, other than that, as long as people hear you, then I guess that's that's all that really matters for now. And we can figure it out some yeah, other I'm time. I'm still fiddling with it, though, so I'm trying to figure it out here. Well, anyway, it is coffee talk. Hey, but, yeah. and let me ask you something. What do you think about testicle tanning? The whole idea uh, of testicle tanning. I'm, what the hell is testicle tanning? Over the weekend... It got. It was starting to get around that 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 Tucker Carlson had a personal trainer from somewhere in the Midwest come on his show to talk about how infrared exposure, infrared light exposure to your testicles can boost your 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 testosterone. Is that? <laughs> and uh, so that's. 
Wait, this is serious. This is a real thing. Oh, yeah. Well, well, didn't <laughs> didn't you hear in 20, I think it was 2020, where we heard from a couple of yoga girls that um, that you should start tanning your perineum as well. Wow. So that's some, your butthole, right? That's their butthole. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I did hear about that. I, I'll be honest. I haven't looked into it. No. <laughs> it's not really something I'm interested in um, doing for myself. But, hey, if you want to tan your butthole and, you know, UV your your uh, nards, then more power to you. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't have. First of all, I don't even. If, even if I had interest, I have no place where I can be that exposed and not have my neighbors see me. Uh, so, okay. you know, it's. Oh, you know what? You gotta. If you're gonna, you gotta go free. You know, that's what I'm saying. Your neighbors just gotta accept it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 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 okay. So that's one aesthetic. Here's another aesthetic I wanted to bring up with you. Have okay. you looked into this dark maga? This dark maga thing. A little bit, yeah. Okay. Bit. So for those, something about it. For those of you out there who who missed last night's show, so Adam, it, it just to encapsulate this, dark maga. It's this new Trump aesthetic where you kind of have a mix of this Dracula's castle aesthetic that is part synth wave, part killer cyber uh, cyborg, and it's this, it's all about this campaign about a 2024 campaign that's built on the promise. The promise of the most severe revenge that could be imagined by man. Do you think that that is? Uh, what do you think about that kind of aesthetic? Uh, Donald Trump actually uh, adopting that. Do you think that'll be helpful for him? Well, I think one of the biggest things about Trump's presidency is that he trusted too many people. Hmm. He should have trusted a lot less in his uh, administration, and the people that he didn't fire where he could have fired. Um, just so so when i when i see this i'm like well good that that's great i i would like him to be more um like vet people like you know when he endorsed dr oz it's like he didn't do any research on him you know it's like why why would you why would you do that like that's not that well so when i hear dark maga uh, I, I'll be honest, I'm still new to it, but um, from what I understand, it's basically him being a little more um, unapologetic with the things that he wants to do, but didn't do. Well, that, that that's what people's people's hopes are. Obviously, he, right. hasn't, he hasn't gone out there and, and said, I am now dark MAGA. But right. um, but it's one of those things where I just I just drawn to the whole thing because I love that synth wave kind of effect there. And Wait, um, exp explain the whole synth wave thing. What what is it? Mu why is it musical? Uh, it, it's it, because it, there's something that you cannot, at least for me, you cannot separate that whole Tron. Uh, dystopian digital future kind of a an aesthetic from this electronic kind of a sound this you know th this wave first of all I, I think one of, another thing that popped up around 2017 was at least in some corners of YouTube where there there are a few more electronic artists out there that were creating a certain subgenre of synth wave called Trump wave where they would take these kind of VHS filtered versions of Trump, you know, making appearances here and there, and they would just jam it full of Americana, like, you know, Rocky Four, but it, it still had that synth wavy sound to it. And I loved the Trump wave um, effect, but now I think it's just so funny in, in this in this timeline of events where now here we are past the sham that was 2020 and it all seems like it's getting a little bit more Mad Maxi that he would come back so angry 
Uh, <laughs> that would be it's just something that makes me feel cozy for some reason. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I, I mean, I'm angry. I think a lot of people are angry. You know, so to to have someone to go into the political realm angry and wanting to actually make a difference um, sounds good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I shared. So I, I have my OBS open in another on another screen, and I'm sharing my screen. So can you? Because I see you. You put my image on the screen. I wonder if you can capture that that share that screen share let me see here i'm trying to get your I, I tried to just do that while you called in let me see active speaker boom let's try this did that work no it didn't um i'm, I'm okay. working i'm working this through wait shared screen is that it no i i'm just working this through obs as well so oh well oh, there oh, okay. you are there you are okay oh you see me okay, okay cool i see you now all right, all right. so well then we got you there, there. We go. Well, hey, right. onto that though, yeah, onto yeah. onto that with with the Trump thing because I know that that when you were streaming for those couple, of, I don't know how long you were working with uh, alongside of, uh, Tim, but mm -hmm. you you pretty much came into your own as far as per perspective shifting, looking at the world socio politically, this that and the other thing. Fr from what I know about you, you have pretty much become a pretty solid. Uh, civil libertarian as far as emphasizing individual over central authority and and yeah. all that I don't know how far you've gone in your in your personal studies but w what were some of your catalysts for for getting there the news mm -hmm. definitely it was the news first and foremost you know working alongside of Tim he is is very knowledgeable he's been saturating his brain in the news for 10 years uh, or at least eight years when we started the show and you know sitting on a desk with him discussing current events I had to I didn't like not knowing what I was talking about I, when I talk about something I'd like to, I'd like to have at least a base knowledge of something and in doing so when the show would end I would then research the topic we were talking about and then in researching the topic I was talking about I would slow I slowly started broadening uh, my uh i don't know knowledge pool of the political landscape the every the media landscape the big tech landscape but pretty much everything that we were discussing so that i could be more aware of it all and then suddenly i, I found myself realizing oh i i actually have a really it, this is the hill i'm gonna stand on i'm gonna stand here you know and i oh you know what let me get rid of that that's actually on my end i didn't even realize um there you go so, um, you know, I, I, it, it was during that time. So, like, I actually owe a lot of it to Tim. He's given me, uh, well, he helped me gain a platform. I, you know, I owe a lot of that to him. A lot of people probably didn't know who I was. I had 300 Twitter followers at the beginning of 2020. Now I have 121,000, and it's amazing. People uh, clearly like my uh, opinion on things because I feel like most people like the idea of civil liberties and being responsible for yourself and being accountable for your own actions and wanting to risk versus being kept and and that is kind of what being American is and I, I like that idea so I, I do find myself aligning more with libertarians you know I, I smaller government I think the government has way too much power um, and is not being held accountable you know like look at what's going on with assange you know he he just they just agreed to extradite him which is just insane 
uh, that man should be free, but he is being held because he just shined a light on what the U.S. government was doing and the war crimes that were that happened, and it's just it's it's uh, appalling. Really. Yeah, now he's coming to the land of the free, and he's facing 175 years, possibly. Crazy. It, it, well, yeah. they, they can appeal, and I'm sure they will, but who knows what that... Oh, and also, it's the 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 final decision actually rests with I, I don't recall the exact title but it, it goes to this one person and that one person can say uh, I'm going to block it and free him which would be incredible and I just I hope they do that yeah that, that's that's going to be the real thing there um, to, to see him uh, with the muzzle off if that's actually possible mm-hmm. uh, it's there's just so much there's so there's so many people who have not uh, I say the, the 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 strength of the spirit has got to be something fierce yeah, to, to go definitely. this long, but uh, that, that's in, that's interesting. It, it doesn't it doesn't surprise me that that would be your your path of your path of uh, of progress when it comes to looking at the world and just analyzing what's going on around you. Especially if you if you're thrust into how did you and, and Tim get hooked up uh, in a in a broadcast sense? Did you guys go back to childhood or something? No, we met when I was living in New York in. If I had to guess a year, it's, it's a total guess. I don't know exactly. It's like after Occupy 2013, maybe. I think it was 2013 we met. We actually met in a Magic the Gathering store. I walked in and I, I asked them, hey, you know, you have any Magic events going on? And they're like, oh, no, we're doing D&D tonight. And I hear, hey, you, oh, you play Magic? And I look over and it's Tim Pool in, in this Magic shop. And I'm like, yeah, I play magic and he's like oh cool like yeah I, they just told me that there's no D, there's no magic tonight and i was just trying to you know, play and i'm like well i'm going to meet up with my buddies to play commander over at my friend's apartment uh you want to come and he was like yeah sure and he came over and we we played commander and then we he got an apartment like he he moved into like this apartment next door to me and we just we were basically neighbors for a couple months and then he went traveling a while and then got a different apartment a block away uh but we played a lot of magic and you know that was kind of that was it that's how we met dude actually i filmed for him in baltimore uh i went down when the baltimore riots were happening in like 2014 i think it was 2014 um they were burning down baltimore basically and i actually filmed uh, a cop throw a flashbang grenade and i was walking around with tim filming that and that was that was interesting and yeah, that was uh, that was the start of our um, where we met. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy what, what what could have been, you know, because me and Tim, we we never really uh, we weren't ever too close, but mm-hmm. but we had a lot of mutual friends like Bill Ottman at Mines, and uh, I like Bill. Bill's a great guy. Bill's a great guy, and I know that they were they were uh, you know shacked uh, a little bit and partnered up and, and stuff for a while there. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the first couple of his in studio broadcast was right here. Uh, right across the room from me in the studio and oh, that cool. was yeah that was a two, 2016 or so i think uh, tim was here for that 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 hillary and and uh trump debate where he promised that she would be in jail if he won so <laughs> it, it was uh, you know it's crazy it's crazy to see you know it's almost like ships passing in the night nothing really ever came of it but yeah. i don't know that's uh like you said but now, now you have a, a brand of your own and um and i'm sure i'm sure that uh you're ha- you're happy for whatever it's worth i I don't know what the hell Uh, happened i've never been happier i've never been happier i i have my own house um i i have my studio in my house Uh, you know upstairs i've got 
an incredible property. I have an incredible partner and, you know, I have an incredible amount of people that show up for me. Uh, that, that is one of the biggest things that, that, that was the main reason I loved the Tim cast show is because of the audience, like the, the chat. I, I was a musician for a long time in my twenties. Uh, I sang and played guitar in many different venues in New York city. And I loved being on stage. Uh, and at the same time I was a model. So I was in front of a camera a lot. So I'm very comfortable in front of a camera and I love being on stage. And it feels like this was a natural progression of my talents. Um, especially because I have such a strong political view now um, that a lot of people seem to resonate with uh, because, you know, it's either this left or right thing. It's such, it's so dividing, and I, I don't like that. I want to unite. I want people to get along. I want people to understand that it's okay to not agree on specific things. You know, civil discourse. I, I want to bring that back. Yeah, especially since left and right are really just the biggest illusion at this point. Um, the the more True. the more you take that that thirty thousand foot view of the whole thing, you realize that we are a nation with two left wings, and yeah. uh, and, and it's all just they all agree on the worst parts, which is that they should have control over every aspect of um, a citizen's life from cradle to grave, and 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 all you really have are left with debating at that point is how less or more of a human are you than the person across the table you know yep. when when all your when you agree that power needs to be centralized then the jockeying back and forth for who has the bigger majority is really about who can make the better overture to the voter about dehumanizing the other side and that this is yep. a you know it's a it's a good versus evil kind of a thing but that's great i um yeah tim does have a good audience and i uh, i don't know I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. What, what, definitely what should happen in the future is at some point you got to come and do a show here in studio, bring your guitar with you, and we'll cool. do a live stream performance in, in the music room. Cool. So that sounds great. That'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I love that idea. So uh, media at large, are you happy with the way that it's, uh, it's been reshaping itself over the last even just five to six years here? Because it, around 2008, I always say 2008, when uh, when Barack Obama was elected, that was the first time you saw the internet really get into the election game and make the biggest impact. By yeah. 2016, by 2016, the back of mainstream media was broken. I mean, they they have they have been crawling on their elbows through the jungle since then, trying to make piece something together here, but it's broken. We just talked about Netflix taking a dive and all these other platforms coming up. Of course, you are a great example. I'm a great example of of people being able to go a la carte with all of their entertainment and media and all that stuff. Uh, How are you you liking the reshaping of of the media landscape? Well, I mean, yeah, that's a a good question. I, I... let me start by saying I really didn't pay attention until 2020 until I did the show with Tim, you know, so it was it was more of a uh, back research learning about what changed uh, and one thing I found was the National Defense uh, Authorization Act in 2012 or 2013 I believe is when it was enacted uh, into law, but they they snuck the Smith month act which allowed propaganda to just be that basically allowed the media to just lie like it doesn't matter anymore it's not they didn't have any legal um anything legally stopping them from just lying or twisting the truth to try to push a narrative and we see that 
now more than ever. Um, so overall, the media landscape is a nightmare. But what we're seeing, especially recently, like look at what Libs of TikTok is going through and mm. and how the whole like don't say gay bill, the way the media is portraying it. But then all these parents, you know, all the, the regular citizens that are too busy to do some research and write rightfully so they're busy working they're busy raising their kids they're busy with life you know i don't blame them um so they don't really know the fine details and all they're really getting is what they're being told from the mainstream media which they're saying it's a don't say gay bill or libs of media uh, libs of tiktok is doing this smear campaign when in reality all she's doing is holding up their own footage and showing people um we're see i feel like there's this big shift like you were talking about netflix like Daily Wire, PragerU, now we're doing like kids entertainment so, and like it and it's good content. It's not, you know, you don't have to go to these to Disney to because they were the one that everyone just knew. Oh, just pop a Disney movie on. You know, people are starting to realize they they need to be more in touch with their kids lives. They need to be in more in touch with more voices online. You know, that's why Geeks and Gamers is doing so well. Nerdrotic is doing so well. The Quartering, Tim Pool, um, you know, you, me, like people who are giving an alternative perspective. And, you know, people are, I, I see this shift towards wanting to just know more about the situation instead of just being um, content with just hearing what was told to them on the the mainstream narrative, the, the media, big tech or whatever, any, 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 news source so you know i feel like it's changed drastically in just two years yeah two years is it, it definitely and when you go to 2013 um, there's been plenty of reference to that smith month act uh mm -hmm. the the um the uh whatchamacallit that 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 national defense authorization act yeah that that particular one in 2013 um it was th that's something that i is, is brought up a lot but then of course as you say going back it's really about going through through time and realizing that the history that we've been given that we have been plugged into this line of i guess uh you know, unquestionable events you go back and you realize oh shit we have to go back another generation we have to go back another generation and when you start doing that you realize that especially in the 1950s when operation mockingbird actually began mm -hmm. i mean yep. the smith month uh uh, the Smith-Munt Act being the tinkered with in 2013 to officially make domestic propaganda legal is really just a coming out party because you Correct. know you know that it, this has been standard operating procedure to have intelligence a a assets inside of every major newsroom in the country since the 1950s it was those intelligence assets that actually formulated the term conspiracy theorist after the the uh the, the JFK assassination and then you have the the in 1975 it all coming out in the church committee and and it, what it, it went away since then right. so it, it really is you get you go to these these waves of getting the the layers of information put on top of it and you, you realize that that's why people say it's all just a movie it's all just a dance and um i i think that it is interesting in that respect and vital that the decentralizing and the the breaking apart of media as we knew it 
is happening as quickly as possible because of course we don't, I really don't believe that we have that much time left as a uh, as an official as an official and national entity because yeah. it's just it's just too much libs of tiktok and even the disappearance of gonzalo lira in, that's a frightening thing dude I heard, I heard a rumor that he's actually he was he's been killed i know I, I haven't confirmed it yet but same thing here it's frightening i read that i read that not too long ago i, I forgot uh, i think it was that the scott ritter guy he had put some things out uh about that but the the libs of tiktok and the disappearance of Gonzalo Lira, that, that's actually a great example of how bloodthirsty the people in the media really are. Because yeah. that, ha- that has a, a, a lot to say as far as reflecting this culture of going out and getting people, sicking the dogs, these rabid dogs, whether they be domestic activist types or foreign military mercenary assassin types on people mm-hmm. who are, are meddling with anything that used to be locked up, completely their domain, no questioning. The yeah. questioning, it's, it's important, Adam, but it can get very, very uncomfortable for us soon. It really can. Trust me, I know. I, I have a, a good buddy of mine from New York who, uh, be careful with how much I say, um, he served Hillary Clinton papers, subpoena papers, and three days later was found dead in his apartment. Uh, with the fentanyl overdose, and he had never done it before. Um, I, I know many friends of his who are like, very close to him. Holy like, shit. That was never something he would have ever done, uh, but that was the official narrative. They swept it over. So he, he, you know, he, I, you know, so I personally know people who have been swept over because they, you know, and he was posting on social media, like, hey, I'm at, I'm at the, her office right now. I'm, you know, asking for her aide to come down, and like I watched this video of like the aide coming down, accepting the subpoena papers, going back up, and he was all hyped because he's like, you know, like we know that she did this, she did this wrong, and like we're serving her papers, and it's like we're now finding out that she in fact was involved with the whole Russia collusion thing, and it wasn't Trump, it was Hillary's campaign. It's like wow, all right, so they are bloodthirsty. They will do. Um, whatever it takes to maintain that control over people's uh, minds. That's what it is. It's controlling the narrative. And, and more importantly, it's controlling people's minds. You, you mentioned Mockingbird. And it's like, you think that that went away? You think that that just didn't get stronger or more emboldened and interwoven into the ways that things, um, the, the way people get their information? And now that we have the internet, you don't think that those same people are like, scouring the internet and understanding the algorithmic uh, nature of how it affects the human mind like we don't even we're still waiting for the internet to kind of level out right we're still embracing the internet the internet is still new in the scheme of human society and uh it, it is a crazy thing the internet you know it's blessing and a curse and yeah. you said it or also we don't have too much time it's because it's either going to go one way or another way. They're either going to win completely or they're going to, it's going to crumble around them. And that's, that's, we're at this phase where it's going to go one way or the other way soon. And it's scary. It is. When when did this, I mean, you don't don't have to tell me too much, but when did this happen with your friend? I think it was 2016. Um, Maybe it was 2017. I was living in, no, it was, it was 2016. 
you know, because I was still living in New York at the time. Hmm. Um, but you're still you're still on the East Coast though. East Coast. Okay. Well, you know. Gotcha. Well, I mean, that's East Coast time. It's serious. I mean, it really is. Yeah. It really is. I mean, I have. Um, and it go it goes along. There's there's so many other traps into uh, and and stuff as well. I have to imagine you have seen some of this because you yourself, as you've described since just 2020, you've had a lot of growing to do. And yeah. um, what do you think about this? Say trend of the 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 red pill the these waves of red pilled leftists that they um that 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 pop up they they see that there's something uh stinky going on sociopolitically within the the political left and and they have their little moment of of dissent from where they naturally lie and then all of a sudden they become these 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 people that that conservatives flock to for for guidance i i don't know if i don't want to get into to names cuz i'm not i'm not about causing really problems and and all that stuff on my show, but I see it well, all the I time. I can think of a few people, for sure. The red-pilled leftist types, that they show oh, up, yeah. and, and they're like, I'll lead you guys to the promised land, but what really, what what are they? They're, they're nothing but leftists. They have not learned anything about what's good. That's another thing that has opened up, uh, a little field has opened up for people in the last few years. That uh, I think that's a, a pretty dangerous thing there. Yeah, I agree. I mean, half of them are probably grifters, because they realize how profitable that position can be. And the other half, uh, I mean, I, I, so I know some people um, who's a good example. Brandon Strzok was on my show yesterday. Fantastic guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, was a leftist. Realized how indoctrinated he was uh, in 2016. He kind of had this like, no, 2017. He, he kind of was devastated that Trump won. And but then was like, you know what, instead of staying devastated, I'm going to go find out why people even like Trump and then started researching and started interviewing people and found out he actually liked Trump and and understood what he stood for and started campaigning. And now then he started walk away. And now, of course, he I watched I like listening to his story is insane because he was in January 6th. He got charged with two felonies because he stood there in front and just held up his camera and but because of he's one of the lefties that had a red pill that actually is effective at getting more people to walk away they had to make an example of him Mm. um but i know some other people uh breeze i wonder how you even knew that yeah that's his name that's crazy someone in your chat knew uh my my buddy's name um that's that's crazy but um uh, yeah I, i know i know a few people that have grifted onto i'm i'm a uh i've been red pilled now you should follow me and, and listen to what i have said and then do exactly what the leftists do um and you know hide try to hide behind this mask of i've changed and i'm now you know a trump voter or conservative now or whatever and it doesn't last no you know that it's very uh, easy for the and the internet is that's what I said. It's a blessing and a curse. And there's such a powerful uh, mind. I like to describe the internet as a brain that all of us are a part of. If you're on the internet, you're in a brain, and you choose, uh, you know, what pathways that you move around. But the power of the internet is it exposes these people who are not authentic. And if you're authentic, it's very easy for people to go, "Oh, damn, they're they're authentic." 
because after a while the the mask begins to crack so those those grifters um you know they they, they get found out and um they they lose they it, it backfires immensely on them i've seen it multiple times i'm not going to name names right now because you know i'll respect your show but um yeah. Hey, I listen, I, 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 it's just something I don't, uh, I don't go and 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 pay any attention to it, to the point where I put it on the chopping block. But I see it all the time, and yeah. th- there's been quite a few people that I, I I've spoken to in the past where I just like I, I knew, oh, that this this person does has not learned anything, and they're just a, a shiny object, and everybody really loves a a a, a, a recovering liberal turnaround story it's a very cozy thing but uh it, it you, you start putting these people up on pedestals and what are they they're, they're they're just leftists who don't necessarily like the abject racism of the democrat party that doesn't right. help anything that doesn't help anything you know well, doing um, that doing that in general is a problem you know there's it's one thing to be happy for someone who actually opened up their mind because that's what that's the, the traditional red pill is um Oh, you found out the truth that the Democrats are actually pretty damn racist with their different things that they're doing. And they, they actually want uh, people to be on the tit of the government to survive in this planet and not, you know, be beholden to themselves, but to the government instead. Um, you know, and then to then revere anyone, to put anyone on a pedestal. No one should be on a pedestal. Nobody. Not actors. And th- and they're losing that. And they're they're... Hollywood hates that, I'm sure. Uh, I don't want to be on a pet school. I, I, I want everyone to realize that we're all equal. We're all the same. We're all human beings. Um, and some people should be shamed rightfully for their terrible actions um, and maybe held accountable, which is not the same as cancel culture. But, uh, you know, that's that's a whole other conversation. Uh, oh, yeah. There's a lot of people in meat, and I'm not talking about I'm not talking about people who have just found an opportunity to inject themselves onto social media and gain some viewers and and just false advertising but as far as th- those who work in upper echelons of media that are are part of these psychological operations that are are breaking people down i mean it's not about i don't care about them losing their jobs i i, I do want them prosecuted there are people who need to be Re- removed from civil society altogether. Absolutely, hundred um, percent. You know, on that, on that, on the uh, the affiliations aspect and and who to trust and all. We've had a couple of these conversations recently, and uh, I, I've had a, a number of friends that have expressed all types of opinions from all over the spectrum on this one. But what do you think about the uh, about Elon Musk? A lot of debate where Elon Musk falls on the character alignment chart. Good evil neutral what do you think since he's he's you know he's playing a lot of um he's playing a lot of spoiler these days well i don't know him personally so same here i I can only speak to what i've read about him or the interviews that i've seen with him speaking about certain things um when he said that if he gets a hold of twitter like gets control of it he wants to open source the the algorithms and open source Twitter so everyone can see any manipulations, any um, algorithmic changes to suppress someone or artificially boost someone else. And and then he also said, you can't have free speech. Free speech is someone you don't like saying something you don't like being allowed. 
and it sucks to have someone say someone you don't like say something you don't like but that's that's a good free speech environment and i love that mm. and th- that's a that's a great way of putting it like you have to allow people to say things you don't like that's okay there's always gonna be someone that says something you don't like always forever till the end of time you can never change that someone's always going to disagree with you about something in your life you know mm-hmm. this i see this whole push on on the the left I, I i hesitate on the word left but the people that are trying to push their ideology with no exceptions okay that's not just the left that anyone who's trying to push an ideology with no exceptions is wrong because you have to understand that we have to we have to learn how to accept other people's uh, accept their differences and you know right now we're tolerating it but just barely you know if if some of these people had their way all, the people who don't agree with them would just be removed and Elon Musk seems to be fighting for humanity right I, I that's what I've gathered I love space I talk about space a lot on my show I'm really excited about the the evolution of space travel so you know I follow Elon very closely because of SpaceX I've actually been to SpaceX in Hawthorne before they moved to Texas. Um, my, I, I had a buddy who actually worked at Tesla, which was actually r- right next door to SpaceX. So I, I got to see the rockets when they were being built. It was really cool. So I was very, um, I, I pay very close attention to what he's doing as far as space and a lot of the conversations that he's talking about is I want to I make sure the human race succeeds. And, and I believe him 100%. Um, so when he's talking right, right now, like, you know, you you said he's on Twitter. He's he's very, I mean, he's probably the the most um, I don't know the most commented on person on Twitter right now. Like, who is more interacted on Twitter than Elon Musk? Yeah. I don't think anyone. Uh, it was Trump, but now it's Elon Musk. Um, but he is. Uh, I I believe him. I I think he's on the good spectrum. I know. I did read an article about how. He was in the World Economic Forum as a young global leader, um, but I don't know to what extent that that the, the truth of like was he in the program? Is he indoctrinated by them? Is he like like a, a secret agent by Klaus Schwab? Like I I don't know. He just no no. I mean there's there's a, there's an there's an aura of neutrality there, chaotic neutrality that a lot of people have have uh, settled on saying that you just one day to the next you. You you can't know, of course. They can't know a person's heart, only what they do. And uh, we haven't even touched transhumanism and AI yet, but that, that'll <laughs> yeah. have to be for another night because we're running out of time here. Sure. Um, I'm down to come back anytime, man. Dude, like I, like I said, I, I at least just wanted to get one night on the books with you and just so that the uh, the seal has been broken and we'll do yeah. a lot more down the line because now I, now I know that you are live from 6.30 to 8. What I'll yeah. do is next time we'll start at 8.15 and just, you know, fill up the second hour or something like that. Cool, yeah. Or yeah. we'll do, or we'll figure out how to do a, a damn simulcast and just just combine shows one night. I don't know how. Cool. I don't know how yeah. it's possible, but anywho, yeah, we'll I have a, I have a couple of um. No, here's oh god, I have a couple of uh, questions that came in. Here's the sure. first question that came in from the audience. Uh, okay. This one is from Mac Jerfy, and Mac Mac says, uh, Adam, I need help. Can you tell me? How to properly build a fireproof bridge made of dildos. <laughs> oh, someone was watching uh, the show yesterday oh. with Nick Krikada. Um 
You can't do it, man. You can't can't do it. It's gonna it's gonna crumble. Dildos will melt. You know, depending on if you if 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 you light if you incinerate them and then you have a cooling period where perhaps the 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 plastic and the rubber are able to settle again, maybe. Yeah. But you, I don't know. Okay, well, anyway, that's thank you so much, Mac Jerfy. Here is one from Mark Swan. Uh, Mark Swan, this should be interesting. Uh, Frank and Adam, is it gay if the the penis is actually a vagina? Asking for a friend, and by the way, I am Abe Sinclair. Oh, okay. Oh, well, yeah. So is it, <laughs> I guess this has to do... Like I, a female dick or a dick that is has been converted? Is I, I, that... I don't know. You know, that's, a, that's the crazy thing with this, Adam, because these days you don't even need to actually convert the, the penis into the vagina shape anymore. You just need to declare it a vagina, and it is yeah. so. <laughs> no, I, I don't play their rules. That's still a dick. Still I, I a dick. agree with you. You still got a dick. You're a man. Yes. So sorry, and Mark. Even if you get rid of it. Still man. Yep. Sorry. Very sorry, Mark. That's probably going to ruin his night. Uh, what else do we have here? Just wanted to wish you both a uh, and everyone else a happy 420. That is a super chat from Bill Clinton. Wow. Bill Clinton's watching the show tonight. I know he liked cigars, but uh, yeah. not, not with Tibet, not, you know something else rolled in there. Yeah, I know. At, at least the cigar case. But um, holy hell. Well, that's all I have over here. Uh, thank you, guys and gals, for those wonderful Super Chats. I'll get to more of those a little bit later. Uh, Adam, what do you got coming up for the rest of your week? I know that you have the nightly show, but is there yep. anything that you want to plug for now? It's going to be a short show for me on this end. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I just want to say thanks for having me on. Uh, it's been a long time coming. Uh, I have a coffee business. I, I didn't actually plug it when you, you brought it up earlier, but it's KrugerCoffee.com. It is the freshest coffee you can get on the Internet. Um, because we don't sell in stores, because we can't prepackage anything, because that's just not fresh. Uh, it's roasted after you order it and then shipped immediately. So you, you'll order it, and it'll get sent to you immediately. You'll get it within sometimes. Some people have told me they get it two days after they order it, and it's the freshest coffee you can get. Uh, it's KrieglerCoffee.com. It's just my last name, Coffee.com. Wow. And, uh, so I, I gotta, You know what we'll do? Next time you come on, I'll make sure that I have a, a cup of your stuff brood and i want to know about the the roasting process i want to worry where you're where you're where you're growing this stuff uh, okay. are are you actually physically involved or have you partnered with people no. who want yeah, to bring I have, this i have a company that roasts the beans for me and i just um i i get to pick the beans i get to pick the roasts the weight the different i have i think i have nine roasts right maybe eight roasts right now uh from light to dark i have a uh a really good uh decaf i call it the fake news blend um, that's, that's funny. And, yeah, it's good. I have a really good mug, a coffee mug made in America. Really, really like my coffee mug. It's really solid. Uh, you know what? Uh, give me your uh, give me your address, and I'll uh, I'll send you out a, a, a oh, bag of coffee. No doubt, that would be wonderful. You know, that's the, that's the thing about about coffee. And you brought up. Um, you well, I, I guess Bill Clinton was the one that really brought this up. But you brought up cigars before. But what I've been yeah. learning really, as I've, uh, I've I've really been expanding my palate with with uh, coffee, but I also am a fan of a good cigar too. The one mm. that I, the thing that I really love about this is that not only is do we have a little bit of a romanticized relationship with coffee in this country and and other you know it's it's all over the world, but it is really a way of tasting parts of the world. Um, especially when it comes to the tobacco that's grown for cigars, depending on whether it's in Nicaragua or Cuba or anywhere else where, or Connecticut even, 
but um, but with, with coffee in particular, it, it is a way of tasting parts of the world. You're, you are uh, many times getting that everything that the soil from a place like even Africa or South America, yeah. Central America are giving you. And um, I'd love to uh, I'd love to dive, dive into that with you one night. And I thank you yeah. again for the time here, Adam. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's my pleasure. And then and then, of course, my show. Uh, Monday through Friday. Monday, I have a. It's called Base App Mondays. I have a few uh, uh, buddies join me: Floodzilla and Darth Call. Uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays, I have interviews. Um, tomorrow, I have Ashton uh, Witty, or she goes by Ashton Birdie. Next week, I have um, one of the libertarian. Um, Ange- her name is Angela McArdle. Um, she's running for uh, a libertarian. Uh, the Mises Caucus just you know elected or tried is trying to elect her uh she's in california fantastic really looking forward to that conversation uh jeremy from geeks and gamers is coming on next thursday uh then george the giant slayer is going to be coming on the following tuesday so i've got really cool guests uh joining on tuesdays and thursdays and then fridays i just jam i i i kind of just do a show by myself where i just talk about the week and what's going on i hang out with the chat and i play some music and you know it's more of a relaxed show for the thursday or for the friday i love those i love those types of shows i really do yeah. well hey man anytime you need a uh anytime you need somebody to, to fill in a time slot you let me know but we'll talk I'd love to have you on I'd oh love to have you on well we'll sure. talk and, I, and i'm looking forward to your coffee and thank you for the time my friend you do great work and we will thank talk you. soon adam krigler everybody have a great night brother Thank you very much. Good night, everybody. All right. Good night. There you have it. There you have it. Now, over here, I have a couple of super chats I want to get to before I run into the other room, because the longer I take, the later it's going to be before I'm, I'm out of here. Not Tim. <laughs> Not Tim uh, just left a super chat right now. Not Tim says, Adam's wrong. <laughs> just That's it. So whoever it was, it's definitely not Tim Poole. Big Tane says, great show, Frank. Uh, the wife and I are attending the great homeschool convention in Cincinnati, Ohio this weekend. Tucker Carlson is the keynote speaker. Keep up all the great work. Ask Tucker about tanning your balls, Tane. Do not leave until you get the lowdown. Josh from Detroit says, just checking in. Glad to see you're feeling better. Hello to the chat. OGs and all the new Franklies, you're in the right place. Josh from Detroit, OG indeed. OG indeed. All right. Frank's balls. Says Frank, we want to be tanned. Well, you just shut up. You don't tell anybody that. Treat you fine. All right. What else do we have over here? Nothing on Rumble. And then, of course, on the foxhole, Cozy Bear, thank you so much. Dixie, thank you. Siege, I'm not good at quick math either. Either That's what a calculator is for true paulie 9363 says frank give me a crunchy metal song recommendation after the song crunchy metal song just just like a metal song pam d thank you laura y412 says pittsburgh patriot here hubby and i love your show ml and god's blessings to you aurora and lauren thank you Thank you so much. I got to think of a metal song now. Someone. It's one of those things. What's 14 plus 13? Name a metal song. Uh, I don't know. Just listen to the Master of Puppets album tonight. There's a lot of crunch in there. Leper Messiah. Listen to Leper Messiah. 
And I will see you guys tomorrow night. Nice big two-hour show. Rob's in studio. Kathy O'Brien is on the other side of the connection here. And uh, and that is where we will be going with that. Good night, ladies and gents. Oh, wait, with Rockfin. Let me make sure I got everybody on Rockfin. Derek Randall says, hello, Francis. I love the show. When are we doing book club? And it will, will it be the first 100 pages or is it going to be more? It is just the first 100 pages. So you guys have had three weeks to read that because I got sick. Um, it, and like I said in the beginning of the show, I'll say it again now, this Friday, the 22nd, I'll be getting off of, quite frankly, around 8.30, and I'll start up a new stream on quitefrankly.tv and DLive. It won't be a full-spectrum stream because it's just for a, a, you know, a small segment of the audience. And we will, uh, we will do the book club session one with Timothy Gordon as the guest. And, yes, uh, go to the Reddit I, I tweeted out the Reddit today, uh, the thread, so you can add all your thoughts to the thread there for the book club. I put it on the Telegram, and I put it into the Discord as well. So go check it out, and I can't wait to hang with you, Derek, and others. Good night, ladies and gents. Thanks for the company. I'll catch you on the flip side. Quite frankly, filmed before a live studio audience, now our super chatters. Not Tim, Big Tane, Josh from Detroit, Frank's Balls, Bill Clinton, Mark Swan, and Mac Jerfy. Thank you for your time. We will see you tomorrow. Thanks again to Adam Krigler for uh, being a great guest. And, uh, yeah, Thursday is right around the corner. Good night. about it though, Tom. Sort of weight loss. AIDS? Nobody's got AIDS. I don't want to hear that word here again. <laughs>